Welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gonzalez Cumberbatch, and I know firsthand that it takes a village to raise a child, but most importantly, that it takes a village to uplift a mother. A mother's village is necessary and can take up many forms. Consider this podcast as part of your motherhood village. No matter the season of motherhood you're in, every conversation will give you more tools to add to your parenting toolbox, and you'll feel supported, inspired, and uplifted. So let's get into an informative and empowering conversation. Hello, welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I am your host, Nicole Gonzalez Cumberbatch, and I am on with a special guest. I have Mrs. Cassie Parks here, who is the fairy godmother for people who struggle to manifest more than parking spaces. Through her positive reality podcast, books, and online coaching program, she shakes up your approach to using the law of attraction while making it all feel easy, practical, and of course, fun. Her insights have been featured on Colorado's Best in the Huffington Post and on one of the most downloaded episodes of Primal Blueprint. When she's not teaching people how to attract more money, you can find her in the pool, having a dance party with her favorite kiddos, concocting powerful female leads for her novella, novellas, and occasionally sipping on her favorite chocolate cake champagne cocktail. Nice. Learn more about her and manifesting what you really want at morecassie.com. Cassie, how are you today? And welcome. I am fabulous. I'm so excited to be here. I, I think I feel honored. We've put this this didn't work out a couple of times and getting to start the new year doing this interview just feels magical I agree that's that's great to start it okay so let's go into my quick icebreaker round what is your favorite book or one you think everyone should read this might surprise you I think everybody should read the book they're called to read I think too many of us are looking to outside gurus we're looking to this person is famous let me read this book or everybody's reading this book but if we would really just tune in and and let ourselves be guided to the book that we just pick up and and read and then actually implement because I think that's what most people don't do is implement the book you know but let ourselves be guided and commit to that book that that's going to be the best book for you that's the book that's going to change your life the most I love that how has parenthood transformed you <laughs> um we're talking a little bit before parenthood has made me more flexible um I actually go by dad instead of mom um because that's what my my child who is technically my stepson um we don't really we don't use that term but he you know he was about four um, I'd been in his life for about a year and he just sort of started calling me dad randomly to see how it landed. Right. It would be like, dad, clearly he was talking to me. And, um, you know, I just went with it. Finally, one day I was like, Hey, do you want me to be your dad? He's like, yeah. And that is something that he's super proud of. And so I think that flexibility and letting go of the way that you think things are going to look or should look, you know, from, your past, even if you didn't attach it in like, oh, it has to be this way. Sometimes in parenthood, we're like, oh, we did have some, I did have some preconceived notions about how this would go. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, we can touch into our childhood and why a lot of those things, I mean, it's all in correlation to that. And I think the fact that you're allowing it to be what it is, you know, if this is what he feels comfortable with and whatever that, whatever that aspect is as well, I think is a great thing instead of just shutting it down and maybe back in the day would have been like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Like, no, I'm, you know, whatever the case, whatever the rules were, right. I think we're, we're realizing there really are no rules and it's what's best for your home and what's best for your family. It takes a village to raise a child who and what has been a part of your village. Uh, definitely my sister is part of my village. Uh, she lives close to us. She's back up to pick up, 
you know, if we can't, she, you know, comes over, she shares in, you know, more family time um, and just being part of a village and part, and somebody that for me is somebody, something important in parenthood is having that person like, Hey, this is my reaction to this. Like, what do you think? Cause she is also like, she's a social worker. She's, you know, t- um, has a degree in psychology and a master's in social work. And so really it can be like, mm, like, is this my stuff? Or like, how do you think about this? Or what do you think I could have done, you know, differently? What's your perspective on why this might be happening? I agree. I think that's important. You need definitely in a sounding board to be like, wait, is, is this good? Am I going to make them crazy? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. where does this sound? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's jump into, you said you're the fairy godmother of manifesting. What has that journey been like for you to get to that point? What does that mean? And how do you hope to impact your community with your work? Yes. So I actually got that title from multiple clients would just start saying that same as I got the title dad, right? It was like, oh, she's the fairy godmother. You're my fairy godmother who finally taught me how to make this work. And so I, for a lot of years, manifested wrong, used the law of attraction. I didn't, I wasn't using it. I thought I was. Um, And then I finally got some clarity on it and I manifested retiring at 32 by creating a passive real estate income to leave my job. And then I I created a money course. I just followed what I teach, which is follow inspiration. And I was like, oh, I should create this course. And okay, here's the outline. And, you know, there was more than 200 people who joined that course. And then that was what people wanted to learn from me. You know, they kept coming back for money. And then I was inspired to another level of a course. I do future self-work. And so it really was inspired. It was what I teach people now is figuring out, okay, this isn't what wasn't working, what I was doing wrong and opening up the space to really step into who I wanted to be. And then it's just evolved from there. I love that. What does it mean, I guess, to manifest? Like what is the power of manifestation, of manifesting? And what are the misconceptions of that? Oh yeah. Um, So manifesting is creating something in your life and we're manifesting all the time, whether we're conscious of it or not, right? Um, Early on in my journey, I manifested two 20% raises. Um, and those are some of my early ones, two 20% raises. I manifested um, my financial freedom, being able to um, invest in a property that um, I could rent one part of the property and it paid um, the entire mortgage. So I had a place to live that I didn't technically have to pay for. Uh, I manifested my partner, manifested my kid, you know, um, I knew I wanted kids. Did I know how it would come? No, but I manifested um, this amazing um, boy who's so much fun. Um, Let's see, love, partner. I manifested my business, you know, um, making $100,000 in my business, creating a business that I love, that I didn't have to do the things I didn't want to do. You know, I I didn't do the list of things that people say, oh, if you want a business, you have to X, Y, Z. Um, which is one of the things that is most exciting for me is that I created what I wanted going against multiple like rules out there, like we talked about earlier. Uh, so that's just some of the things, but you know, on a daily basis, cause I manifest all the time. I have friends that will tell you like, oh, she manifests the best table. Or if there's no seat, like we will, you know, I have friends that, oh, we're with Cassie. We'll get a seat in five minutes, right? <laughs> because that's just the way I live. And they've been around long enough that like, that's what happens. They know. 
Yeah. What is the power of that? And I know, you know, your secret sauce is working with people, obviously, and coaching that aspect. But what is the power of manifesting, I guess, on a smaller scale? Because I know that people can work with you. Because I do believe that there's power in words. I do believe there's power in what we believe that there is going to be. I, I do believe in the power of manifestation. But I think there could be misconceptions. And I also think that you do have to somewhat do the work, though. You can't just sit here, I guess, and be like, I want a big house. Yeah. And you just think it's going to land in front of you. So what, tell me a little bit of what that is and what the misconceptions are. Yeah. So I actually do believe if someone could just sit and, and put themselves in that house, it would show up. Like people always say like, oh, money won't drop out of the sky. But I believe if you could literally sit on a mountain, that's what you could think about. It would happen. But we get in our own way. No one ever lets themselves just be fully in that place right? Um, because we actually internally, like we want to do the work we wanted, we're, we're programmed to do things. And I don't think that either way, I think we actually have more fun when we do the work and then we get that the money drops on us or this happens. Right. But I think the misconceptions are, are wanting leads us to that. Wanting isn't manifesting, walking around being like, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire isn't manifesting. And it's actually putting you in the space of wanting, like it's creating more wanting in your life, right? Instead of being a person asking yourself, what would a million, how would a millionaire be different? You know, how would I be acting differently if I was a millionaire today? How would I be thinking about money different? Because it is different, whether it's a million dollars or 10,000 more dollars in your account, um, which is where I get people to start. We don't go for the million. We start focusing on that 10,000 because you do think differently. You know, if you have 10,000 extra dollars in your account, you might be thinking, oh, maybe I should invest this. You might be thinking, oh, I could go on a vacation. You might be thinking, oh, I want to see if I can get 20, right? Your thoughts are different than if there's $10 in your account. For sure. And, and I, yeah, I guess to your point, yeah, I, I think there is something powerful about that. And I get what you're saying about sometimes we do have to be in our thoughts and can get into our own head of being like, I want the house. And yes, thinking it's going to be right there. But to your point of saying, but sometimes if we are just kind of quiet and truly believe that we deserve it, truly believe that we want it, that there could be that power of manifestation, that it could be there. I know a client of mine um, basically just put on a notebook, TEDx speaker. She wanted to be a TEDx speaker. And I don't know, within that year or time frame, she was a TEDx speaker. She just put it in her notebook and just through circumstance, met someone, a client of hers that was like, you know, I love what you're about. She's a leadership um, and salary negotiation coach. And they're like, I love what you're about and how you help women, you know, negotiate and own their worth, et cetera. They're like, I want to connect you with this person who happened to work for TEDx and she got her TEDx talk all from just writing it down. So I think to your point, there is an example of like, but that's that she wrote it down and it was manifested. She believed it, she wanted it and it came. What are the money stories and how do they impact a mom's experience with money? So let's kind of pivot. Do you hear a lot in your coaching of like money? I want more money. It's money. Does it always come back to money? And you know, what are the money stories and how do they impact that experience? That's where most of my clients come in because we have this belief that money will fix everything, right? Most of my clients learn along the way, like, oh, I can create this great life and then the money comes, but they always come at the start of the money. So that's where I meet them, right? And so the money stories, we have survival, which is the person who is always 
in a like in a panic about money, right? There, oh, there's never enough. And the truth about this story is often there is enough, but they've become accustomed to being a person with not enough. So they do what I call hot potato money. You know, money money's coming in. It's going to be tax season, right? These are the people. If you have already overspent your tax refund, you are or you're already like had it spent to the penny. You are probably a survival money story. Um, there's just enough, and this is not a survival money story. is stressful, and that person definitely runs on the adrenaline of that, and it spills over into all areas of their life. All the money stories do. Just enough um, is there's just always just enough, right? There's if you have three hundred extra dollars, you can be sure that your brakes are going to go out or something's going to come up that takes that. But <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Sure. Yes. <laughs> but yes. these people also, you know, if the hot water heater breaks, they know a thousand dollars will show up, but there's never like enough to save for a dream or if there is, it always gets taken. There's the money hot mess, which was definitely named by the people when I started asking this question, like, what was your story before money hot mess? And these are the people who've never had to really work for money. Money's always been easy, but there comes a point in their life where they kind of stop and go, and this is one that probably can, all of them can impact mothers, but let's say a mom changes their like status at work, right? Then uh, if it's, if they're a hot mess, they may go, where did I do with all that money? Right? What was I doing? Because everything flows for a hot mess until it doesn't, until they go, hmm, like what happened to it, right? Uh, there's the whole tight. This is the person that will drive across town to save five cents on gas. <laughs> yeah, they'll spend an that's hour. Has, that's my husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. We all know, you know, that's why I like to give these examples. We go, oh yeah, I see it. Right. Uh, and then there's the money chaser, which I was a money chaser at one point and a hot mess at one point. And money chasers, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs, um, we, they chase money right? We'll do anything. Uh, oh yeah, I'll invest that money to make more money. We might not get ourselves a massage or take good care of ourselves, but if we think we can make more money, we will put the money down. <laughs> and can a mom without income manifest money? Like talk to me about that. Talk to me about a mom, let's say, you know, just one of those stories where she doesn't, she's a stay at home mom or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be, how can someone in that position manifest money? Yeah, absolutely. So when we start to count money and we start to become in contact and relationship with the money, we see it coming from all over. Absolutely. A mom can manifest. Um, I have a coach that is um, building her coaching practice. I have coaches that work under me. Um, and so she's made money this year, but for the majority hasn't had a steady income, but she's manifesting like crazy. I was just reviewing um, a podcast interview that's coming out with her soon, you know, and it's because she's home to maybe look at the insurance bill, has time to call, right? And she gets the inspiration, like, oh, I should check on this. Or, oh, this guy was really good to my son. I'm going to call and check on this. You know, she's just manifested so much money um, while she technically hasn't had a job um, when mm -hmm. she's building her coaching practice. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ways. Inspiration to get a different car, trade in, lower the payment, really taking it and saying, okay, how can, you know, there's ways that you can get money without thinking the traditional ways of whether you need to save or to see looking under here or, or finding out the different ways, as opposed to the traditional way of saying, I need to work nine to five. Yeah. And I think when we, as mom, when moms who don't have an income, so to speak, an income, right? Sure. Are sure. Open to, I can contribute financially. You'd be amazed at what comes in. 
Be amazed mm-hmm. at what shows up. You know, it wasn't just, oh, saving money here, saving money there. Um, this client and coach, she also like got a random $300 check. She went and called on something and got a refund on something, you know, and this isn't like, she's not sitting down going, oh, how can I get money? These are things she's going about her day, easy, easy. And like, hmm, I wonder if, which is what we call in manifesting terms, inspiration and just following those little inspirations. And, you know, I mean, they got all of these things paid off. They, you know, created, you know, and then she actually got out of the blue um, it's one of my favorite stories. Um, it didn't work out, but it definitely started the process to invest in real estate. Somebody out of the blue called and was like, Hey, do you want to buy your house? We'll do an off market deal. You will, you know, sell it to you for $10,000 less. And the timing didn't work out and, but it's opened other doors, but people are always like, Oh, they can't, you know, if you don't have an income, you can't get this. But when you're the creator, you can attract stuff like that. You can attract the investment opportunities. You can attract savings on this. You can attract sure. all the things that create money. What is the biggest mistake people make when they are trying to leverage the law of attraction? So if you are sitting there um, in whatever this circumstance, whatever it is that you want or are looking to get, or looking to do, what is the biggest mistake in that aspect? Um, there's a couple of big ones. Number one is not they get focused on fixing, right? They don't tell the story that they want to be true. They tell, they start fixing everything that's wrong. Like, oh, I'm manifesting, but they're focused on what isn't right, right? Or one of my a money example is, oh, I want to manifest being debt-free. Well, debt-free includes debt. You're really, that focus is on your debt. It's not focused on what you want, which is, do you want that feeling of freedom? right? Does that feel better to not have debt? Do you want to have, you know, $500 more a month because you don't have that payment? Then focus on the $500 a month or focus on the feeling. But very often people are focused on what they don't want and what they don't want more of. And so they're putting that energy in there. That's the biggest thing that we see um, is that we just can't hear it in ourselves. Like, oh yeah, but I want this. Yeah. But what do you really want? generally is a question I love to ask. Listeners can use that. Okay, what do I really want? But I, I heard you mention the debt. So is there something in correlation with focusing on the negative as opposed to the positive of being like having the debt, having the debt as opposed to maybe rephrasing it? Like talk to me about that. Is there something, fo- you know, when it comes to just, yeah, focusing on the positive as opposed to the negative aspect and then l- letting that guide you, I guess, in a way? Yeah. And I would look at it as positive and negative, even though I think that's where a lot of people will compare it, but it's, what do I really want? Right. What do I really want to really want more money? And if, you know, being debt free, when we're using this example, it's exciting for one day, like there's one moment, right. That's the day. If anyone's ever. Sure. Debt before. And then what? <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then a lot of people, because they've focused on being debt free and that's who they've become this person who's focused on paying off debt actually go get right back in debt. You know, I know people who've done that cycle three or four times and they're like, why does this keep happening? Well, because you're being that person who needs to pay off their debt instead of being the person who has money for what they want, who's saving for their retirement, who's buying another property, right? 
Understood. Um, how can moms leverage their future selves to create more happiness and peace in their lives now? I think that is a big one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like one of those things. I think moms are always thinking the future or parents in general. We're always thinking future, right? We're always thinking, well, what next? What this? As opposed to being in the moment. Tell me how moms, particularly even myself here, um, how can we leverage you know, our future selves to create more happiness and peace in our lives now? Yeah. So if you want to do it five years out, like I do it, you can say, okay, what's life going to be like in five years? Oh, if I'm going to have more space, I can start to create that space now. Even if it's one minute or five minutes at a time, I can create that, which is being that, right? If we think, oh, I'm going to be a better mom in five years because there'll be less to do or whatever, right? Or I'm going to be this. Um, But we can also leverage by looking at, okay, who would we be without this? You know, I have a client who's taken this work as she's done it and she actually um, counsels foster parents. And so she really takes it with them and is like, okay, let's focus on who who you're going to be a year from now when this thing isn't happening with your child, right? When we've solved this and they're not throwing a fit because of this or, you know, re-experiencing this trauma every day, what's going to be different? Oh, we're going to play more. Great. Like, let's focus on that. Oh, they're going to be more um, confident. Great. Like start seeing them as that confident today, right? We can see, so it's leveraging your future self because there is a place. If you say, I want this, I want this to be better. We just have to make sure to put ourselves in the better place, not focus on what isn't happening, but focus on what is happening because something's changed. I love that. Yes. So tell me about the services you provide. I know you also have a book that you've written. So talk to me about all the things. Absolutely. Um, I have several books on Amazon, as you mentioned in the intro, novellas, as well as um, nonfiction books um, on manifesting. And then uh, my program, we start with manifesting money. And I actually, if you work with one of my other coaches, you can do it on a pay after you manifest basis, which means you get to start you get coaching from us, you get our assignments that are daily assignments, and you pay 10% of what you manifest so that anyone, even that mom who doesn't have an income can say, yeah, I want to do this. I want to, I want to manifest more money. Um, And then you get to pay based on your results instead of having to pay a huge fee up front. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that's really showing that someone can trust you and to say this is what we're about. So that's awesome. I know you mentioned your books on Amazon so people can get your books online. Mm-hmm. How can other people connect with you? Obviously, I will list it in the show notes, but how can people connect with you? And then your final thoughts to the podcast community. Yeah, um, I make it easy. Just if you want more of me and any book, what anything we've mentioned, podcast, whatever, you just go to morecassie, dot com, and then there's links to everything program the books all of that so morecassie.com will get you more cassie <laughs> great and what are your final thoughts uh, my final thoughts are just to watch the stories you tell about yourself as a mother and your kids because the story we tell today is the life we live tomorrow so if we catch ourselves mm. i'm not a great mom i'm this instead of i'm the best mom i can be i'm this we're going to create that story that we're continually telling ourselves. And we're going to create that story about our relationship with our kids. So just stop every once in a while and check in with that story that you're telling about motherhood, parenthood, and your kids. 
Oh, I love that. That's a great note to end it on. Cassie, thank you so much. It's been great to talk with you. Happy New Year and continued blessings to you for love and light. Thank you for listening to this impactful episode of the Motherhood Village podcast. Subscribe to my show so you'll never miss a future episode. You may also rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with someone that can use it as part of their Motherhood Village. Remember, your village can take up many forms and you do not have to do it alone. Connect with me at themotherhoodvillage.com. Blessings to you for love and light.